Champ, thank you so much for coming today to be on The Ledger. We're so thrilled to have you in Paris and to announce that you're part of our Ledger Pro team. We're so thrilled to see your entrepreneurial journey and to see you bringing incredible people in. Thank you for coming today. No, thank you for having me. I love Paris and I love Ledger, so this is Two good an things. honor. Well, okay, so let's get started. Let's do it. So you're here, it's Paris Blockchain Week. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in the space. I would say what's really interesting about these moments is even though the market sometimes is down, when we have these events, it really showcases how committed people still are mm -hmm. to the work and to the purpose of you know blockchain technology. As someone who really sits at the intersection of culture and I would also say like a really truly global perspective. Mm -hmm. What actually got you interested in the space to begin with? I think because it was so new mm -hmm. and it was creative driven and ownership was in the narrative. You know, it was something I was always looking for. Like, how can I attach myself to a pre-existing IP that makes sense? Because, you know, after I left football, I was trying to create my own IP. And mm. Just, it wouldn't stick. So when I seen like Bored Apes and CryptoPunks and all these huge projects, I'm like, I understand what's going on. And my friend, friend, he sat me down and he told me like owning a Bored Ape is like owning a Disney character. Mm. It's the same equivalence of having IP and being able to license it out. And that really like, you know, got me interested. And from there it was like, not just for myself, I wanna be able to dumb it down for other artists and other influencers who have huge followings. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not that huge. My influence isn't that big, but I'm connected to a lot of people who are. And I just wanted to be like a vessel in this sector and really just perfect, you know, bridging two different worlds that may not have existed before. And it just was organic for me to like really mesh with people in this space and work with brands and it just all came natural. I think it's really important what you mentioned about being a bridge because actually like we live in a technology world today where your platform is actually as big as the people who, uh, you know, subsume it, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it's all about being one to many, and so it actually is really big in the context of you know most people around the world. Right. I think, you know, you're very kind and humble, but <laughs> the what you brought up a really good point. You know, we talk a lot about creative custody at Ledger. We want people to understand IP. We want them to understand ownership, and we want it to be very simple. When you sort of say, oh, okay, when I heard about Bored Ape, I understood it's like owning a Disney character. It also means if you saw Mickey back in the day and you were like, I believe Mickey's gonna be Mickey Mouse. Exactly. And so how have you kind of decided the projects that you feel excited to bet on? And when you did get into Bored Ape, like really thinking about like, okay, I understand this is where it's going. Like I gotta jump in. Well, me, I, you know, it take me a long time to learn things, so I had, different friends who own Bored Apes, like Nick Adler mm -hmm. was the first person who told me about it. And I didn't really understand it. But then my other friend came and tried to like dumb it down. And another, so it was like 
over like three months of people explaining to me like why we need this and what's the importance of it. Um, and from there, I just took it upon myself to like say, oh, okay, well, we can make it into a, a music thing. We can make it into a, a food and beverage thing. We can make it into, because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So it was easier for me to attach it to the IP people already know in a community that's already there versus just shooting in the thin air and hoping people will, you know, be receptive to your idea. So it was like, let me piggyback off these communities and let me immerse myself in a community where everybody is young, everybody is new and optimistic. And, you know, it's like, it's a new industry. It's, I, I told my dad when I was trying to explain what blockchain and all this stuff meant. I'm like, when I went to NFT NYC in 2021, it felt like early hip hop, mm. like in the 70s when all the rappers were, you know, freestyling in front of parks and mm -hmm. telling, coming up with cool names and having this persona and the style and everything matched with who you were. And it was similar to owning these digital assets. Some people will own a crypto punk because it embodied their persona. Some mm -hmm. people own a world of women or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like, I see and felt like that same energy of something being birthed. And, you know, obviously I wasn't even thought of when hip hop came and I wasn't really articulate enough when Facebook and MySpace and all those apps were created. So I looked at this as my opportunity to, you know, be in the forefront and try to become a leader and, you know, influence the influencers yeah. to influence the masses. No, I love that because also in that period of time in the 70s or when these big moments of change happen, artists and the, the, the fans, the community are actually the ones who end up being thought of the least. It always ends up being how can the IP be exploited by the kind of largest conglomerates that own it. Right. And so we have so many sad stories of things that went awry during that period of time. And to be an entrepreneur in this generation means you've also gotten to see what does direct access to the community look like. And so you're kind of helping to set the stage for that future experience. In that dynamic, I mean, obviously, you have a, you have a unique uh, perspective because your father is obviously such a prolific entrepreneur and uh, you know artist in the space. How do you bring new ideas to people who have kind of seen it all? Right? Well, with my dad, and he is a client of ours too. You know, yeah. we advise him on all Web three strategy. With him, it's it's hard because he's been doing this for thirty plus years. Mm -hmm. He's been right for thirty years. So, you know, when you are telling someone to do something new. It's like a foreign language. Yeah. It's like, that's not in my code, like, you know, but we're trying to show him a new way. And I think that's something that's good with him. He always reinvents his brand yeah. every 10 to 15 years. Um, and Nick Adler was the first one to bring Sandbox. So everybody in the room were, were laughing. And, you know, I'm the only one telling my dad, like, yo, nah, don't laugh at this. This is technology. This is the next wave, like, you know, I could be wrong, but I could be right. And right. he really became a student, you know, he was with myself, Amador and Shiv, 
every night we're talking NFTs, we talking blockchain, and this coin is at this much, and he's in the room just picking it all up. Mm. And then he calls some of his friends, and he's literally saying everything we were saying a couple of days ago, but we're thinking he's not even paying attention. But he's in there just picking Absorbing. up on everything. And from there, it was like, okay, if my dad can understand it, and, you know, he's much older than a lot of these artists that, you know, we want to work with, it'll be easier to, you know, walk him into this space and make him a pioneer, make him a leader and, mm -hmm. you know, make it tasteful. Because I try to, like, mirror his physical brand with the digital brand. When you see him on commercials, you hear him on the radio stage, it's all different genres and different wavelengths. And I wanted to do the same over here because it's digital. It's no cap. And, you know, not in a way of exploiting it and taking advantage, but just, you know, touching everybody. Because at a point, we were only doing stuff with Ethereum. Mm. And I'm like... Everybody can't afford it there. Everybody don't understand it there. Let's do something over here at Cardano. Let's do something with um, Binance. Let's, you know, broaden the conversation so that we could immerse ourselves on the whole landscape. Um, well, it actually brings me to my next point, which was really about accessibility. Like something that you've navigated really well is saying like, okay, I'm actually gonna explore multi-chains. And I find that most people that get into the space, they're interested in IP, they're interested in community, but they double down really hard in one area. And then they almost become such a defendant of it mm -hmm. that they're not allowing themselves to look around. Right. And we're so early, like to your point about Cardano, how did you actually even get into Cardano? So I met Joe Madden from Good Charlotte mm. in New York. We both, it was a long line to get to this party. And we both looking at each other. He like, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And then we just took down each other numbers. Um, and then later that day, he told me like, you know, my wife is um, Cameron Diaz. And I'm like, oh, she went to school with my dad. Mm -hmm. He like, who's your dad? I'm like, Snoop. And then we like, oh, what? That's a small world. Yeah. And then we go out to get lunch in Hollywood. And while we there, he's telling us about this project called Claymates. And I'm like, bro, I just saw that um, like two weeks ago. He like, oh, I know the, the founders. It's two girls, Lynn and Iz Izzy. And I'm like, bro, can you connect me? He did it right there on the spot. They just did a collaboration with Claymates 2 at the time. Uh -huh. And it was real successful. So that was in like October. We didn't do our collaboration till April. But... You know, me just being on the grounds and ripping and running through the streets, I was able to, like, connect with people on a genuine note versus, yeah. oh, meet Snoop, son, he's trying to do this. Nah, like, right. I met you in a real place at yeah. a real time. So it was more, like, genuine. So I feel like Joe was real, like, open, and he saw how eager I was to, like, mm -hmm. immerse myself, not just um, Ethereum blockchain, but all blockchains. And... One thing I, I was telling Nick, because at the time, we were only doing, like, um, collaborations with Cody, and that NFT sold for, like, $800,000, mm -hmm. and owning a crypto punk, and, and I'm like, people can't really relate to that. Yeah, it's too big. It's cool, but we got to do something for the average 
user, the mm -hmm. average creator. And that's when I was like, let's do something at a lower price mm. for everyone to consume and be a part of. And, you know, it was a lot of people saying, nah, we shouldn't do that. It's going to mess up the brand. I'm like, no, the Snoop Dogg brand is high, medium, low, baby, whatever. Like, right. it's all walks of life and it could be that digitally as well. You're bringing up a good point, though, because an individual in creating a brand, like there is no separation between the individual and the capacity of the brand to grow. And if you have that high kind of like level aspiration, it actually means you can be as accessible as possible. It's just people don't usually understand how to translate that, which is why I love to hear what you're saying, because it's so true. Like when I spotted Claymates, which, by the way, I was a fan for so long. So when back in December we all got to meet, I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is OG celebrity deathmatch. Yes. Like fingerprints on the clay. This is yes. so cool. Chicken run. Yes, chicken that. run. Oh, my God. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Like, it's like the best way to actually get in. And you know there's so much care in the work. There's so much care in animation like that. It takes so long. But how did you actually find it originally? I'm... Something about me, I'm very weird, and I'm always on the internet, and I just be finding stuff. Yeah. I literally don't know. Yeah. I'll probably zone out and just... Go and just like, go down, go Yeah, through. like, yeah. I don't know how I find stuff. I really don't, but I've been on the internet since I was, like, nine or eight, and my mom used to tell me, like, don't be on the internet. Don't don't make a MySpace. Don't have a Facebook. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> Too late. But, you know, I'm connecting with people, and I've always been... Yeah trying to like find stuff mm -hmm. I don't know it's just that's like a hobby of mine I love yeah. being on the internet and when I saw it I'm like because my dad um one of his favorite cartoons was Gumpy oh and he I mean, would always yeah, tell me the best. about the claymation era and all that stuff mm -hmm. so when I saw it I'm like oh I'm gonna have him do a collaboration with them and we're gonna do the doggy style theme. So at first we we were doing all doggy style Death Row stuff. Yeah. But then he did a deal with Gala, and Gala didn't want us to release any of uh, it. Okay. So we had to change that. That's why it took like five months to oh, get the wow. deal okay. executed. Um, but throughout the whole process, while I'm working with Lynn, I don't care what time I call her. And I'm in LA, she in London. Yeah. So the time zones are all off. Anytime I call her, wherever she at, she's picking up, she's updating me she's yeah and I'm like I'm not a I'm not a founder I'm not I don't want to start a project I love getting behind people who are ambitious enough mm -hmm. to do it themselves and I want to support and I want to give you the resources that's my role so when I seen how ambitious she was I'm like oh we we about to give you the world like what do you want mm -hmm. we're gonna give you songs we're gonna give you um a meet and greet in person golden egg winner from whoever buys in our collection so I'm, we just coming up with all these ideas yeah. and it's just getting bigger and bigger and she ended up being like a real good friend mm. she invited me to their wedding in a couple months um oh, in london cute. i know it's amazing but throughout that process i'm telling her i'm like if we're gonna work with cardano we got to meet the boss and charles hoskinson is the founder of cardano and I'm, I, I told her i'm like how can we meet him mm. She set it up. He flew us to his 11,000 acre ranch in Wyoming. And what was that like? Insane. <laughs> Literally. Because I thought I was doing something. I, uh -huh. I own 100 acres in Georgia. 
So when I went to his property, I'm like, oh damn. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, he owned like a whole town. Like, we had to take a helicopter to see the whole property. But besides what he owned and all that, he's smart and, you know, he 11 years older than me. So it was like, you know, inspiring to see mm -hmm. what he did with blockchain and how, you know, these resources have become like a platform that he's created to help founders like Landon Izzy and myself. And it's just like a whole ecosystem that he's created and it's inspiring to see. What do you think in terms of, you know, it's rare to get to speak to the founder of a chain, right? Like it's so many people use it and, and a lot of them probably don't even know the core value of the chain that they're using for Cardano and for spending time with Charles. Was there something you walked away with where you're like, okay, this is like where Cardano's going or like these are the values that I think make sense with it? So just to back it up a bit, um, in 2019, right before the pandemic and all that, me, my brother, we had a whole group chat and we were all like downloading Robinhood mm. and trying to buy like yeah. shit coins and all kind of stuff. And when I found Cardano, I'm like, oh, they're using this in Africa for uh, mm. medical reports to send it on the chain so mm -hmm. nobody can steal it and stuff. And then I started reading into, oh, they're looking for influencers. And this is 2019, so I'm like, they're not looking for me, but I, I told my friends, I'm like, yo, it's going to be crypto influencers. They're going to be digital assets. And I'm, I'm just spinning. You knew. I, I didn't know, you but I was just guessing because yeah. I was reading on the website. And it's crazy to see, like, from that, that was my first introduction to crypto. To three years later, I'm with Charles, the mm -hmm. founder. Yeah, it's crazy. And it was like, I kind of manifested it in a sense. Mm -hmm. But not just knowing, like, okay, what does Cardano do? What does all this mean? Yeah. It's a bigger picture here. And, you know, sitting down with Charles, he was telling me about all the various ventures he's in. And it's just like, it's it's real cool. Because like I said, I love learning new stuff. And yeah. Immersing myself in technology and, and, and knowledge is, is very cool. Well, you clearly see the curiosity and fully jump into it. And it is so true, like as a kid of the internet, you either can be like, okay, this is just something that's part of my daily life. Or you can be like, oh no, how is my life completely gonna change with this new thing that's around me? And to the point that you're making about accessibility for health records or things of that nature, like blockchain technology can truly transform the way that we interact in a more accessible tool. But a lot of the time you get into that through fun, right? Through characters. Like yep. It's like, what is the song that makes you remember and learn something while not even realizing you're remembering and learning? Yep. And so I do think that there is this interesting aspect with PFPs or different, you know, different um, platforms where instead of thinking that you know it's one thing it could it could lead you towards another and one thing we are really mindful of at ledger is this aspect of okay you're getting access to it and you're learning and you're investing money that you can't get back so do you own it like you know are you secure and obviously you're part of the pro team which we're thrilled about because you bring such a unique perspective i'm curious like what's been your approach to actually understanding self-custody and how you deal with that. Because to your point, it, like earlier, it is hard and onboarding is hard. You know, it's, it's very hard because, you know, 
we don't really learn finances until we get finances. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's too late. It's never too late, but in your head, you feel like, oh, you're learning late. And that's how I felt. I didn't understand taxes. I didn't understand anything mm -hmm. until I really, you know, went down a rabbit hole for digital assets, blockchain, all that stuff. It, it brought in my, my mind to say, okay, I need to make sure when I'm spending money on my business, it's mm -hmm. a, a write-off. I need to make, just, cause seeing everything on the blockchain, it just, it's organized. And you can mm. see it in real time. And it just like gave me a different perspective. And obviously when you have finances, you want to make sure you protect those. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Ledger is so essential. You guys have had zero hacks. Um, it's a very trusted brand. And, you know, a lot of people who get hacked have ledgers, but they don't use them. Yeah, they don't know how. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I want to be able to show people like, yeah, you know, it's cool to use this. Like, well, we, all our bank accounts are on ledgers, but the banks are handling it. So mm -hmm. it's essentially like, you know, you giving them the power when you can have it yourself. And that's something we all about, you know, self-empowerment and ownership. For sure. And there's such a history of systemic abuse around that in so many different places. So entirely agree. Plus a lot of people who may not know, it's also like a different version than they might've experienced versus what it is today. And we see it as like security is a flex. Understanding how to own your stuff is actually important. And right now it's starting with chains, but the chains will lead to your identity, you know, like your future, like so yep. many different pieces, right? And yep. they might collect something from an event that they did with you or with the claymates. And then in three years, it could mean something totally different. Yeah. There's this whole emotional resonance to it. When you look at kind of like three or five years from now, what is sort of the future of blockchain that you imagine and what is you kind of, what do you kind of hope your role as an entrepreneur in the space is in it? Um, definitely helping me become more of a philan philanthropist, um, an entrepreneur and a bridge. Like I said, mm. I'm a vessel. I know it's not about me. Mm. It's, it's about the bigger people and I so happen to have relationships with them. You know, I want to help push them into this direction of new technology mm -hmm. because if you guys have had zero hacks and musicians are getting hacked every month, that's obviously not a, a bridge there. And not just music, but all genres, but I'm very tied into music, um, obviously through right. my family and whatnot. So that's like the low hanging fruit for me is how do we help make sure that music is looked at as crypto or mm. a digital asset at that same level of there has to be security. Mm -hmm. You have to take the approach of securing that asset. Because yeah. when you see like your artist making so many songs and then it gets hacked, it's a big slap in the face. For sure. And sometimes it's taking money out of their pockets and you know, that's something I, it, it's, it, it's close to my heart because I've seen my dad make many songs and I've seen hard drives get taken. I've seen mm. music get leaked and it's like there's a solution, but 
we just got to yeah. all get on one page of alignment. And that's something I do want to help, you know, moving forward in the next three to five years is putting music on the blockchain, on a ledger, and just really securing that asset. Well, I love what you're saying because you're talking about bringing creative custody to life by saying, no, there's crypto and there are things that you're making as an artist, but they're actually one and the same because it's all about IP. And do you get to own and control this thing, which isn't just about the moment and what you could make in the moment. It's about like your whole, it's a legacy, right? Like you're talking about like empowerment and legacy. And you got to see some of that obviously through your upbringing, but now you're making your own entire destiny through this new technology that exists within it too. And it's really cool to hear you talking about also how that influences your own family, right? Like there's always this intergenerational component that's, that's really special. So we're thrilled to have you here and we're thrilled to have you in Paris and, you know, many things to come, but it's always a pleasure watching you work because you're clearly lifting up not only your community, but so many people. So thank you. No, thank you. And I just want to keep influencing other founders to work with each other. Like, you know, having you guys work with Claymates was definitely a dream and something oh that we we're so excited envisioned long before it even became a thing. Mm. And, you know, putting Claymates in the sandbox or, you know, putting dog over here. Like, that's what we want. We want to show people it's not about just staying in your clique, mm -hmm. staying in your bubble, but immersing yourself in a new field and seeing where it takes you. Yeah, for sure. And if someone was getting started like today, what's one piece of advice you would give them? YouTube. Yeah? Yeah. That's how I learned a lot of the stuff that I knew. Before my friends would come and sit down and talk to me, I would watch the same video like 20 times a day. Really? People at my house were getting annoyed. Like, <laughs> you keep watching it. I'm like, because I don't get it yet. What was it? It was this dude explaining of non-fungible and fungible. Oh. And because I didn't understand. I'm like, yeah. what? Nah, what is that? A fungus? Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. I don't get none of that. When I joined this, I literally, I feel like every day you're doing your work and then you're doing your schoolwork, right? Like you're learning and you got to figure out how to make it fun and enjoyable for sure. It's something we're really focused on. I just start getting comfortable with like this whole space. Yeah. And then as soon as you get comfortable. It changes. Yeah. The crash. Yeah. This happens, this happens. But that's any field. Yeah. Any new field, it's going to come with the, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And... That's why I'm still here, because yeah. I see what's going on. We still investing. We still meeting with founders, still open. Um, but as far as like PFPs and all that, I, I, I want something more sentimental, more like mm. thought out, you know, and it's not just yeah. cool art. Like that right. was cool last year, right. but this year we got to take it up a notch. Yeah, now I think it's about longer term utility. I agree. It's interesting. And, you know, there will only be more digital assets tomorrow than yesterday. So it's really just a question of, like, in what direction. And that's the price you pay of being early. You're learning. And that's why I say music is really an asset because mm -hmm. there's over 50,000 songs released every week. Wow. And it's like, that's a lot of content. Mm -hmm. But our generation consumes music so much. That week goes by so fast because mm. you, you're listening to so much. Now mm -hmm. that song is old in a week because it's so much in front yeah. of us. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, where yeah, do yeah. we secure it and, you know, have it where it's like a, a, a memory and it's 
Like you said, when you mm. listening to that song and you learning it without yeah. even knowing you're learning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I yeah, just want so us to view music like that in it, the near future. It's a really good analogy, actually. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be the thing that we check for in a few years. Has it started to happen? There Thank we you. go. Thank you for coming on on the ledger today. We're so thrilled. Thank you for having me. Yeah.